Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of Arts EAF Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Norris, and this week we have the amazing expressionist, intuitive, interpretive dance style painting wizard, Zach Jackson. And like I said, Zach is a painter who explores direct expression with his painting, often throwing paint and laying it on there in just one go. He's a really cool dude. And in this episode, we talk about conserving your energy as an artist, uh, some of Zach's inspiration in art and outside of art, drawing from everything from novels to video games, technology. We talk about NFTs a little bit and how Zach's style has progressed over time, how art has changed him as a person and his process, which is very, very interesting. So I think you guys are in for a treat. Without any further rambling from me, let's get right into it. Zach Zach, Jackson. Jackson. I'm pretty warmed up, I think. Hell as yeah. warm as I'll ever be. <laughs> nice. Well, sweet, Zach. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And uh, how is it out in Joshua Tree right now? Uh, it's nice. Um, I guess the sun's shining, clear <laughs> skies. Yeah. And probably like maybe 60 degrees will be a high today. Okay, nice. Did you, uh, do you have like, uh, do you have like many homies out there? No. No, I have a Taylor, like Taylor, my girlfriend. Yeah. And then I do have, I, I have homies that aren't in uh, Joshua Tree. So like LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Santa Cruz. And then, um, yeah, that's about it. That's the closest ones I could, I guess you could say. Nice. Nice. So do you travel uh, to go see them a lot or are you are you just mostly cranking out work? Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't traveled. I haven't traveled anywhere since I seen you last year for Jake's party yeah. or opening. And that was the last time I've been anywhere, traveled to see friends. I had Jake came out here last year in October. I saw that. And then I had another buddy come here actually that same time. Other than that. I haven't seen it. I haven't gone anywhere to see any friends or anything. Is it, but, so is that kind of intentional? Like, so you can focus on, on painting or, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I, I didn't necessarily travel to go see, like to see friends too much in general. Like, um, 
out, out around me. I, I remember going to like Denver, like probably like twice, three times a year if I could. Mm -hmm. And I would like probably frequent there more than I would frequent like say LA or what, whatnot and see my buds there. Cause I have some lifelong friends that live in LA right now. Oh, cool. Three of my be best buds, but you know how that goes. Like buddies from high school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We all, we go our separate paths, but they live real close. And one of them happened to my buddy, Blake came out with, when Jake was here in October and it's not intention. It's not really intentional. I think the intentional thing would be to like, I haven't traveled, like gone to the airport, but it's maybe just because I'm, I don't know. I just like, I haven't traveled mm -hmm. in that regard and may, and like gone to big bear, you know, like, which is just like 70 miles away from me. So like, little stuff like that with just Taylor and the dogs. Yeah. But it's, and like, I mean, about time, like my fam, I need to go see my family too, but I haven't even seen them. So like Taylor's mom, Taylor's family lives out here and I see them often. So that's very good. Nice. I think it helps. Nice. nice. But other, so I do go out and see some like family, like often, nice. as often as you can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With everything going on. Mm -hmm. yeah so uh how have you have you really made any adjustments since the whole covid thing happened or is it just other than that like traveling it does suck dude that i'm not being able to come out to like because like i did go to denver a lot and then mm -hmm. it was nice to have like here here to where i actually could just stay down and not necessarily do much besides just focus on art in the studio mm -hmm. less distractions more of a natural uh inspiration surrounded you know yeah and, and, and just simple that simple thing but then it was nice to get out like maybe once a quarter or for like a week or whatnot and socialize more totally totally I don't know. Yeah, I missed. I definitely miss miss that. Well, it'll be it'll be back, back to normal soon, though. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'll, or I'll just be starting to travel, get a vaccine or something, just hop out. Totally. Know? Yeah. Or just get start getting tested all the time before I have to see homies or whatever you got to do. You got to do. Yeah. But it does start to suck, and I'm pretty antisocial, so I think for mm -hmm. somebody, like or or introverted in general, you mm -hmm. know. So, and so I, I think I flourish, flourish in that, that type, this type of thing, you know, cause I can have my own ideas and like, again, no distractions and it does help influence the grind or, or whatever you want to call it for art, you know, totally. There's nothing else to do. And I, and I want it that way. You know, I trying to put it, make, make my life around that as yeah. much as I can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Help stay focused in some ways. It is a small sacrifice, maybe, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I need both. Uh, sometimes when I, you know, am around people a bunch, I get a little drained. And then I need to go back into my, my shell or my, my cocoon and reset for a while. Um, but then, like, if I'm... If I'm just like hold up in there all the time, I, I get a little, a little crazy, you know, or a little like just feeling weird and like disconnected and I'll get, I'll get a little like depressed for no reason. Or I don't even know if it's depression, yeah. but I'll just feel like flat, you know, that definitely like, I see that like almost no emotion or something like that. But I, I don't know. I oh, think, but it... go ahead. 
might not that might not be such a bad thing right times you know yeah for sure catch it i'll take a couple glimpses of that for a while yeah i mean i guess it's better than you know being like manic and super happy and joyful and then like completely just depressed and down in the dumps or whatever you know right like like just maintaining that level-headed kind of like thing but or just being open you're gonna have ups and down uh, good days bad days sometimes you're act more angry than or me i'm sometimes i'm like this like if i run into the wall on accident because i'm tired then i sometimes days i get angry and some days i'm like oh oh well that just happened yeah 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 mental metaphorically or what not like actually run into a wall but yeah I, i know what you mean yeah. Stub my toe. It goes up and it goes down. And the more I try to, the more I like think I got to have a like certain react a certain way about it. I think that causes a little more turbulence. For sure. You know, just being the way it is, is like, I guess you could try to change yourself for the better or respond better if it's not helping you. Exactly. But just Dude. like to have the conditioning to like try to like respond. Like, oh, I need to be, because if you're that way, then you are that way. Maybe it serves you for that time, you know? Yeah. Maybe. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah. It's good to just have acceptance for whatever you're going through and whatever you're you're feeling, you know? Right. And, and, but at the same time, like, if it's not, like, serving you or if it's, like, spinning you out and some crazy yeah, emotion, you're right. you got to, like, you can also get better or you can also learn to, like temper your responses i guess true yeah um it's just growing up too yeah i feel like as i get it out yeah as i get older i'm just more like whatever (laughs) you know like not not in like an apathetic way but just like not reacting so strongly to things oh totally one way or the other sometimes we get so carried away Mm -hmm. and, and passionate in our positioning Mm-hmm. And that can be that could take a lot of energy, definitely, or day or days from your and creativity. That then your creativity is gone. You got it, good, you know. So I just try to block, not block it out, but try to let it go pass through me, you know, or something. Yeah, totally. It's you've got to be able to manage your energy as as someone who is creative. I feel like yeah and like most of the time i think all of us are uh, are probably our own worst enemies mm-hmm. and, and you know at least i know that but maybe that could cause like some of that baseline not good feeling if you get alone at times but then you can practice re- reaffirming to yourself like positive things about yourself you know mm-hmm. but, and then you can work on on like your on like yourself more easily and i think that's important too definitely to find it in yourself like to be to like promote your own even if you are down you're like you gotta like it helps to find some sort of happiness even if you're down you know mm-hmm. if, or like just to be down and paint or, or draw just like helps to have that that channel right yeah or just oh outlet i should say escape mm-hmm so yeah, do you think do you think art has uh has changed you for the better in that way? Oh yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
I feel that too. Cause I think myself. it helps. What about you? How does it change you for the better? I mean, I, I just, I just wonder what I'd be doing with my time. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I think I'm, uh, perpetually unemployable. You know what I mean? And so like, if I were actually having to like work for someone else, um, I think I would be extremely unhappy and I don't know where I would be putting my energy, you know? And even for a time when I was, when I did have like side jobs, it was like all good because even if I really hated the side job, I could just come home and like take a breather and then start painting and all that. It would just like kind of dissolve away, you know? Right. It's a means, it's like a means to an end at that point because you have a purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have a purpose behind making the art or is making the art the purpose in and of itself or? Yeah, probably that right there. Like that's why I think I'm able to paint a lot because it's more of a way it's generated by like trying to maintain like, uh, emotions, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes I just go through emotions and like, that's kind of where the work comes from. And then like, I paint a lot and then I can like just draw, like draw on my emotions. So I don't think there's anything other than just allowing that space for, for me to express, just having an area to express it, whatever it may be, you know, I think that's, and so maybe that's the, the, the purpose. Yeah allowing a space to express yourself openly right yeah with no uh and with no judgment really from yourself at least i mean sometimes we do yeah do you get yes yeah but i tell myself it's only because i want to get better and like that because like if you keep getting down on yourself Mm -hmm. and not recognize why you might or like you know we all might think that our something's crap from time to time but I think I recognize that as myself. It is limiting, but it also it's also a, a means to get get better. I think as long as you're not being too down on yourself, you know. Definitely, definitely, yeah. I think yeah. There's that fine line between saying like, "Oh, I suck. This is you know, why why do I even create art?" and comparing yourself to others and and I also think that's different. Like, because I think that that's maybe not trying to get better. I think people just, we all got that, like this preconditioning, like that, like, oh, we can't do this or uh, this is bad. I think that is kind of taught to us. That's kind of a conditioning from society that you might need to necessarily learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you have your own, like that is, you have your own self that is like doing that to yourself. But I think that's preconditioned. But then there's that also that intent, like, Sometimes you're telling yourself it's bad because like it, you might not care about the society's preconditions, but now you're on to something yourself and you're like, yeah, you know what, that this isn't really, you're not feeling connect is like connected towards that impulse as like, say you thought you might be, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and then you're, you're trying to get better. You're trying to get better. It goes back to getting better. I guess is like, if, you can, if you're going to open up that box of like, oh, I think that this needs to be better because a lot of the times I think it's easier to accept that like, this is you genuinely. 
Yeah. And like whatever you put down is something that you need to accept as yourself. Often we just keep altering ourselves over and over. It could be crazy in, in my mind, but at times you just, and you're all artists' minds, you know? Yeah. But I think it's, it's important to also balance it with like, yo, this is also really good. You know, definitely. sometimes it really is good. And sometimes some people might not ever tell themselves that, but that's kind of like why painting, I like to paint because you get those moments where you just like kind of like surfing or snowboarding where this is just excellent. It feels awesome, you yeah. know, and you, that's why you can. And then maybe you're chasing that dragon. of just like, wow, you <laughs> did that. You painted that thing. It yeah. makes you feel good. You yeah. Know? I think that's definitely part of it for me. Like the, the rush of, of being in a flow, being in like yeah. a flow state. And then, and then the rush of like stepping kind of like stepping back and being like, damn, that looks fucking awesome. You yeah. Know? And like being able to be like, you know, proud to a certain extent of what you did. That's what that, that's the power. And that can make, once you start doing that, it helps, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's so, important. so how'd you get your start, um, um, making images and art? Um, uh, I don't think I know your backstory. Yeah. I probably just like did always do art, you know, growing up mm -hmm. painted and drew, but also did sports. So, and like, just gave it, gave it up until like, I didn't give it up, but like did notice I had a thing when I did art classes and kept doing all that and drew outside. And then I just went to school for art in Chicago and, and it was a bad design school and a pretty bad choice for myself, but it got me into, it got me out of my house and into Chicago. I moved out of St. Louis and, and then at that point, like I was predominantly going to be like, try to maybe do graphic design. Like that's probably, uh, like 2009, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, but at that point I was super, I was always painting and drawing and then like, but I was going to be a designer. And then one day I was like, this is not, this is not, probably not the best idea, but it's still like something I enjoy to do. But then mm -hmm. I, I, I started like being like, man, this painting, cause I was painting all throughout my high school at times I was like dabbling and painting while I, in between sports and I was I started to fall in love with painting at that point in time. I think maybe psychedelics came along mm -hmm. as well. And it, and I was just like 18, 19 years old. And I was like, fell in love with painting there. And then at that point that I think that's where it just, it started is like right there, just falling in love with painting and then dropping out of school oh, nice. before I got too much into debt, you know, totally. I, I wasn't going to send that on through that. I was like, man, I was determined to do this painting thing. And so I've been determined to just like paint since I had to have a job, you know? Yeah. What were and you doing? Was, what, what kind of job did you have? I just had a job. I worked at Starbucks for like six, seven years. Oh, wow. So I had that job in high school and then I transferred all the way out into Chicago and that thing helped keep me afloat. Like I just tried to keep all my hours down to 20. I never wanted to work more than 20 hours a week. Cause I was so trying to, do this other thing you know mm -hmm. and so at that point like uh, i was still doing that i was doing both but it allowed me like it's coffee you get like it wasn't that bad of a job you know sure to have it's sure. coffee and i like coffee yeah starbucks can be a bitch and it was really demanding but it was cool 
and like helped me gain like focus or whatnot. But I knew painting was what I was. Also, I felt like painting was what I was supposed to be doing. It's just nice to have this guy to pay your bills. If you're going to drop out of school, you got to have something paint. Painting wasn't going to do it at that point. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know? Nice. But then I think I moved out to Joshua or Joshua tree. And I think that's when I met, like, that's when I started to meet like you guys and Jake and Steven. Mm-hmm. At, and that was probably like, like, cause when I moved to California, it was probably like 2013. And then I moved to Joshua tree, maybe 2014 around then. Mm-hmm for the first time and then i actually met like jake came out here and we met and we painted and and hit it off and then i met uh steven and then we we painted like it i think the first festival i ever did you know was uh with you as well at like um serenity was serenity yeah yeah and then we did because we did two in like two weekends we did desert arts as well yeah yeah and that's i think that really made an imprint on me as well and then i i like actually like i feel like six months later moved out to maybe not six months maybe another year moved out to denver right you know and and that really i think was like kind of where i could call that like kind of the birth of where where i started was working with them and like getting to know like you guys and molly and bobby and yeah. like like say like uh like kevin v hill like all a lot of those people in that group you know are people I think those are the main people that I met the first time and they really made an imprint on me. Nice. And then I've like been working with Jake and Steven since. And that's where I started, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that your, um, your style has kind of evolved over the years. Yeah, um, definitely. Has. How do you like, how do you frame that when you, I don't know if you do think about it, but if yeah, you I do, if you do, like, how do you, you know, how has it progressed? How has it changed? uh, I think it has definitely gotten to a point. It's, I think it's progressed for myself to where I feel more rewarded in like the work that I'm creating. Like it rewards me personally, Mm -hmm. like a lot more than the past. Like, so I think that's important, but also the main thing in the, why, why I have that reward, why I'm looking for is like an experimental thing. I'm not necessarily trying to like, I do recreate a lot of the same stuff. If, if I'm going to like have to like pay a bill or whatnot, I got to do this painting again, but I'm really trying to pursue something new often. Yeah. Like, and not stay stuck or stagnant. And I want to keep exploring. And especially since I just turned 30, I think really I'm discovering myself as well. And so I have, transition through different phases in self-discovery maybe but totally also no also in the spirit of experimenting sake being able to just try stuff new that was like totally different than what i was doing because the paint is like think about it it's infinite you know yeah you can make anything happen with it so and then adapting you know adapting to like what's like making me feel like, yeah, that's tight. Like what I like at that moment, you know, what I want to see. And sometimes like I used to, I really don't want to paint much imagery unless it comes down to like maybe nature. I like nature as mm-hmm. an imagery. Yeah. Other, other than that, like it comes down to like, now it's like, I'm, I'm recognizing that I like to express myself in art. And sometimes it doesn't have a form of, of a, a thing at all 
you know maybe i might paint a thing later because i use i yeah. like to draw things too so i just want to be open to whatever i want to do and i think that's important for an artist to stay creative can't yeah. be like oh, i can't do that because i do this you know i can't right. I can't start painting only in pink and and like neon green because oh I'm doing black and white or something. You got there's just choices, you know. Or start painting dogs, I guess if you if you <laughs> wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's good to go down that path if it was like not self fulfilling, and but you, it was like paying your bills. I think it's more important to keep self fulfillment in mind. Yeah. And and other things fall after that. I think that's like like a good place to start staying centered maybe yeah being more trying to seek your self-fulfillment in your art and so allowing experimentation yeah i like it and i think people really can can feel it when you're just making it to satisfy yourself and like the the fun and joy of it really like shines through when you look at it that uh that's that's awesome like because that's what that's what I want to share is like oh the freedom of expression, yeah. Like, and that's what you know, and also like, just I don't know, yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to share right now, is that like I don't really feel like I have an idea politically or mm -hmm. uh, stuff that I'm putting in my work, and I think people can adapt on that in their works as well. Like it's infinite world in art, and for Definitely. me, I just want to promote the freedom of expression. Maybe not necessarily like personalized opinions, but just expression of emotions, you know, and art's a good place to express, express how you feel. It's a, it's open, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like a safe space too, because you're not, it is. A, yeah. You're not like using words so much, you you know, that people can misconstrue and take any kind of way, but it's literally just light and color and shadow. <laughs> you know and you can say so much with it that that kind of escapes Definitely. words you know that's why i like it too uh yeah infinite possibilities for sure um and yeah it can express things feelings beyond words you know exactly exactly maybe things that you didn't even know how to explain you know or even that you wanted to express there's stuff you can learn from your own art you know Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Looking at it. Yeah, I don't know. there's definitely things you can learn about yourself from creating, I've found. Do you agree with that? I think, and that's probably, a, yeah, 100%. And I think we're talking as, like, artists that are probably still discovering, like, purpose, like, a reason for their selves, or, you know? Like, mm -hmm. and maybe all, all, maybe I'd be kidding myself if artists aren't still doing that into their later career, you know? Yeah. But... I feel like it's part of a young artist too, mm -hmm. kind of like traits of being young, figuring it out. Maybe that's the thing about being an artist is that why people don't ever quit is because you never really reach like an end. There's like no end to it. You just you just kind of keep yeah searching for that meaning or that purpose. Yeah, there's no end, and you could you can usually you could probably it's one of the cool thing about art. You can do it till the, like your last day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not many. And it's like at that point, it, I don't know. It's, it is very important for, for that artist to have that. Like we're lucky that we've made a connection with our, like ourselves there, I think as artists to talk 
and get to understand ourselves. It's kind of like a diary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even if you're slapping paint down, you know, I can, it, it is kind of, I don't diary write down or nothing, but it is, I just paint. You do too. Yeah. 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 And looking back on that, you're going to get to do that till the last day, man. Not you like athletes can't do like they probably athletes, good ones. They probably love to do what they do just as much as we do, but right. they can only do it for so long. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's funny when, oh. when you hear people talk about like, it's like, Oh, uh, LeBron James is 36. He's getting pretty old. And you're like, I'm like, Oh damn. Like it's, it's come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, and, all, and that's like a young artist, right? Like, yeah, that, yeah. like you're probably just gaining a little bit of like respect at that age. Yeah. I gotta imagine. Yeah. It's an older world. Yeah. And I, I always tell my parents too. I'm just like, dude, like I'm a 20 or when I was younger, I was like, you can't be possibly taking me serious at this point. Like I gotta mm-hmm. really gotta like, grow up and become like that artist that I think I am or something before you're going to take me serious as like a 25 year old, even a three year old. Like, I think that's important to try to keep yourself in check and be like, don't, I mean, I don't know what I mean, but just maybe it was like, don't take it too serious too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like bringing up your parents reminded me that, uh, so this year my parents had me make a painting for them which was like, at first I was kind of like, you know, am I going to share this with people that this is for my parents? And they like actually gave me money. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like, it, it almost like legitimizes oh yeah, me from my perspective. Cause for a while they were like, oh, you're starting a whole new thing at age 26. Okay. Be sure you have a job and blah, blah, blah. And now I think they like, and they don't have like a lot of money, you know, but they were like, we'll, we'll give you some money to make this painting. And so I don't know that it's like, they believed in you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So at that point they got to be cautious, you know, you're trying something new for sure. Yeah. And, and I was like to be starting at that age is kind of it. That's like kind of an old, older age to start i think um, from our perspective i guess you know yeah, but. Yeah. anyway um got off on a little tangent there but uh <laughs> oh dude so i wanted to ask you about your process and i mean dude i don't know how you get these like amazing patterns of splatter and paint to do what they do but What's your secret, Zach? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm I think I'm super reluctant and like kind of shy to tell you the truth to share some of it. That's totally ha- fine. That's totally fine, by the way. I I do have like um like with the like paint flow stuff, mm-hmm. like that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um I do have personal like go like things like don't touch like those initial gestures like i i do have rule that is my main rule i think because like we could all put paint down very i use like nova color mm-hmm. so that i use that paint because it's kind of loose yeah it's, it's like an in-between like between like a fluid and a like heavy body yeah uh-huh and then i'll play with like some like 
only within recently have I been playing with like trying to extend my paints a little bit so I can potentially layer and start painting on top of that stuff without so much textural imprints. Yeah. But I do want to continue to adapt to like, I love like a CT Nelson paintings, like texture yeah. and whatnot. It's very inspiring. Totally. And I see how I want to sometimes paintings can be flat and have a whole infinite space, but at, there's also these really cool textures and patterns that I think is like a whole world yet to be like dis like just like a whole world to be discovered in paint and like kind of the abstraction capabilities of what it does and is possible of. Yeah. And like, I think that's what's been my process right now has been trying to discover what more and more capabilities of pot of what the paint can do. So I've been trying to extend it more these days and it lays down flat, you know, it lays down more flat. So then I can, the hopes is to paint more on top of that and not have the imprint. And then I can start putting on thicker paints where I want. And then preferably I want to start exploring impasto next, like some bigger, like thicker paint strokes coming out of it as well. Yeah. And then maybe like, I've also been doing those cutouts. So I've been trying to like, so like the process that I'm reluctant to share would be like, what I will share is that I do, I, I've been extending a lot of the paints a lot with like Floetrol. Yeah. 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 And then that way you can get, but the main thing would be to like, not alter, like, I'm not so into the fluid art, but a lot of my art could be made. A lot of the newer stuff kind of looks fluid, you know? Yeah. But I don't want it to get pushed into that right. genre, right. but it's kind of utilizing some of those techniques, but mm -hmm. how, exploring how I would use them you know right right but you, i don't use like wet on wet or nothing I, it just adapted from like my five stroke paintings where i was like trying to simplify like uh composition color theory or whatever and try to it was going back to that and understanding the initial like gestures that i was making is the more i kept altering them the less satisfied i was with it and so starting to restrain myself too much, I won't restrain myself that much these days. I don't do five strokes really. Yeah. yeah. But it helped me build up a restraint from not like altering myself too much. And I would let that stuff dry. And then that, those, that five stroke process is carrying over into the more fluid work. Cause you could really gray your, you could fuck up your paint, make it look real, not very good yeah like milky and stuff if you if you keep altering your initial gestures i think that's a part part of abstraction you're expressing that thing and like i know you you're like oh what if i did this you could maybe have a painting where you do keep painting like that mm -hmm. but sometimes let that dry and think about it yeah and then if you feel like you want to add something three hours or the next day move on to another piece look at it but like i don't know that's I, I want to be able to layer, start layering that stuff and start at going back into painting a little bit more, but not like picking up detail brushes all that much at this point in time, just trying to create almost landscapes, you know, that mm -hmm. you can explore through the paint because it reminds me of so many landscapes when it's smeared out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I want to explore a lot of those infinite worlds within that, those paint drops you know yeah it's like a, a lot of that is out, outside of my control it's kind of like getting to understand like 
because you kind of play with gravity a little bit maybe because if i don't paint it on the wall that's a good thing to note too I, I like if i'm doing the loose stuff i'll let i'll lay it down mm. and so then if i'll make a drip gravity is kind of like helping kind you. of an exploring gravity yeah. yeah 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 dude so that's a really beautiful sentiment like not it's it's kind of like not second guessing yourself you know what i mean you're just you're just doing the thing and you're like this is me it goes back to like the whole like judgment thing we were talking about earlier you know and and when i when i look at your work it looks very it almost looks like uh, like somatic like just like pure yeah like you were saying expression through your hands um yeah yeah do you try and like move is there I don't know if you do this consciously or not, but do you try and like move your like thinking brain out of the way when you're doing that? Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I guess so. It it even comes into the place where it's like, you know how like that comes down to being like, Oh, I want to get better. And then you have that self-critical thought, even if it's good, like you're like, Oh, that's kick ass. And then even if it's bad, Oh, that's kick ass. It is that it's all that same kind of, muscle so i'm trying to just yeah i see it but i don't want to be a, i don't want it to be like my identity at that point you know and so sure. like those i do want those to pass through and just like try to not have an idea or something at that point mm-hmm. rather than just expression for pure expression's sake you know and then all like the oh it feel it looks good oh it looks bad all of that stuff i've tried to not be attached to and I think that is the thinking brain that you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. And just learning to uh, identify it and not be attached to those thoughts as like that is your identity. Right. Because then you 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 can really go into those spirals, and that's where you control your reality, and you be only, you become your own worst enemy. You know. Mm, yeah, yeah. You don't. It's a very connection. It's a very like meditative process that you're describing. Um, maybe are you do you have like um like what's what are some habits that or routines that you have around the art like do you meditate at all or uh like separately um, from painting not i don't think i rest really meditate i do i do a lot of reading sometimes and sometimes in between a chapter or something i i'll be sitting in a chair and then i i guess you could call that meditating i do kind of I would say I do meditate, but I don't stake to a practice. If I want to meditate, mm-hmm. I, I, I know I've practiced with it and I, I'll, I'll just go into it and do it. And at times, like I do act often meditate, but not in a, not on a practice. Like I would maybe later in life have the discipline mm-hmm. to use the practice. Cause I believe that meditate meditation is extremely beneficial. And I, I desire myself to continue to have a a routine with it but i don't stick to it like like a regiment for sure and it's i mean for example like it's probably because like we live in an information society and i'll play like a video game instead or something afterwards or Mm -hmm. like there's just cooler stuff to do i'll go (laughs) skateboard or something sure play with the dogs or then i'll drink like a drink a beer or something like yeah or smoke weed but like not necessarily like I don't know. Yeah, I do. I, I guess you could say I, I maybe just as much as any old normal person, like 
if it if I feel like it and I'm there, I'm gonna I might tap into it for a second. Or nice. There's a little cool app on on this freaking quest that's like kind of like a meditational app. I I was using that a little bit. That's kind of, that was kind of fun. Is it? Uh, are you talking about the Oculus Quest? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, like, what other mediums do you draw inspiration from? Like, you mentioned video games. Yeah, that that, that video games, sci-fi novels, yeah. uh, cartoons, like anime cartoons as well. Um, skate skate skateboarding and snowboarding. Yeah. I think I get a lot of person. They do a lot of personal expression. It's just like, kind of like dance and movement as well. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know that, but that's what's kind of skateboarding and surfing and snowboarding would be for me. So they, they inspire me to like, if I'm down like on my ass or something, they, they get me moving and fired up that kind of and hyped to be like, look at these guys they are fucking tray flipping off as mm. 10 stairs. You know, these mm. guys are like, and they got problems, but they got, mm. they're going to go out there and do that shit, you know? Yeah. And so it get, gets me, gets me out of my, my mood, you know, and just that I draw a lot of inspiration from skateboarding right now. Nice. And then video games and novels, sci-fi novels. Nice. What also, are you like, what are you reading art, right now? Uh, well, I just read, I just read, like I finished reading ready player two, which was not good. Not, it great. wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll let people come up to there. It's definitely not my favorite book that I most recently read. I, I like the Stephen King dark tower series right now. Dude, I'm, I'm reading the gunslinger right now. I that's, just started. that's one of my recent favorite books, uh, in the past like five years right there. Yeah. I, I really like that book. Um, uh dune i'm rereading dune uh like neuromancer i like uh isaac asimov like the foundation is one of my favorite books um, nice there uh what was this annihilation is a pretty dope book that i would i would like recommend people should check out it's like kind of like a have you heard of annihilation is that did they make it into a movie with natalie portman yeah yeah that yeah that movie was oh no dope. that that that's Different. not the one with natalie portman but it's a they did make adapted into a movie the one with natalie portman what that's where she does like the english or she's like trying to decipher no, alien language right? um that no. was um maybe it is i'm bad with actresses and actors names natalie portman like they they're on this or they no they're on earth but there's like this like zone that keeps like expanding and they have to go oh, in oh, the yeah, zone. yeah that's it okay that's it. yeah 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 that yeah. book that that i really like that that's that is it's pretty ambiguous and i i really like that right now that was one of one of my more favorite books but the the movie's pretty cool too mm-hmm. but the books is there's a series so you can keep going i like that one um there's one more dude that mm-hmm <laughs> Oh, the um, this is a the three bottom the three body problem. This is a oh yeah, I've seen that recommended by some people. I'm actually gonna write that down because that keeps yeah. Coming please up. do that. There, I did a whole painting called like the so the Sofon expansion. There's some cool. It's kind. It's a cool story, and I want. I, it kind of starts off slow, but there is some far out ideas in there that I haven't necessarily come across in other sci-fi. Nice. 
and it's a whole i'm on to the dark forest which is the second in the series so that's where i'm kind of reading that right now the dark forest nice nice have you read uh since we're just on this tangent with books um uh no i can't think of it oh okay the name of the wind and it's like a fantasy novel but it's uh super dope i don't know if you mm-hmm. like uh, fantasy books too, it's written by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, it's called "In the Name of the Wind." It's just I called. It's just called "The Name of the Wind." But yeah, I'd recommend anybody listening to this right now check that out if you like fantasy um, books. And they've got, you know, it's got a little magic in it, but they call it sympathy in the book. That's oh. like the world calls it sympathy and he goes in depth about like like how they would like s- split their mind into different parts and like make bindings with small pieces of like material to like convey the magic i don't know it's cool shit and it's just a really good story and uh, so it's been i think like 10 years or something since the second book came out and so everybody's like just been patiently waiting on the third. He's he's pulling a, a, a George R. R. Martin on everybody. <laughs> the Game of the Thrones. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, uh, it's good. Um, but yeah, I what will, about? I will probably check it out. I like the audiobooks too. I might maybe I'll throw that one on or something. Hell yeah, that's I how paint. that's how I read uh, or read listened to Dune and and Ready Player One. We're just Ready audiobooks. Player One. Ready Player One's a fun one to read. Yeah, uh, Dune's a fun one to listen to. I love listening yeah. to that audiobook. Yeah, it's quality. so good. Yeah, it's very good. I I love that. Yeah, I've listened to it twice now, so uh, <laughs> it's super sweet. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you also. Um, so like, who in the or what in the art game is, is do you draw inspiration from? Uh, I definitely would like when it comes to like painting. I definitely was heavily inspired and impacted by like the guys from further at first, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like Oliver Mars and Damon were the pretty impactful, probably the first time where I was started to resonate with art and be like, Oh wow. That I, I understand that. Yeah. I don't necessarily understand the stuff that I'm seeing in SAIC. Like I'm not, I don't understand a lot of this art, but now I'm seeing art that I can understand and it speaks to me. Yeah. And then, like uh like ct nelson and uh, morton anderson and then but like my i'm lucky enough i i think all the time about it like uh, jake is definitely my like my all-time favorite artist right now i think he i personally think he's like the best artist alive like i think he's like the best artist and so i'm great i'm blessed to have jake be my favorite artist to be honest yeah so i draw a lot of inspiration from my friends by him being one, Steven, Bobby, uh, but like CT, Brian Scott Hampton and Peter Westerman were big like influences on my uh, self as a younger artist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I draw I draw a lot of those. Those were a lot of my influences. And I try to stay to being only influenced by like not many artists, but if they're going to be influencing me, I want them to be like, jake or david or or my friends like yeah yeah or steven and then try to that's what that's where i try to say it's kind of interesting to have like somewhat of a dialogue um 
like kind of, I don't know, exploring what I think we've started to build. That's totally. like where I'll draw inspiration from art wise. I like graffiti, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If it's, if it's painting like, um, but I don't really do it or anything. Right. So I don't know much about it. Like Helio Bray's like probably the, it seems like he's one of the best. Yeah. It I seems like he's the best. Him. Yeah. And I love watching that guy. I love, uh, does, I think is that, or is it? Yeah. D O E S digital does, or mm. I think that maybe I'm saying his name wrong, but that he's, a, I love his work. Um, but also trying to get into like not being too inspired by painting when right, it comes yeah. to art. And Ex yeah, I like that the whole digital world with like uh, cinema 4D and all those renders and stuff. Like I used to really love Beeple's work. It's a little too political for me nowadays. Mm -hmm. I've got to sneak that in there. <laughs> but I love all of like, I used to love seeing like the topographical mountains with neon running through it yeah. stuff really resonated with me i like all that but there's a lot of artists that like fuck render is pretty cool yeah I, yeah I, I like a lot of his stuff and that if i'm going to be inspired by imagery i wanted to start maybe be inspired by like because there's digital art is like this huge medium blowing up with the nfts and all of that and yeah i think it's kind of the future with and those guys have all are blazing trails through it mm. like a lot of the rendering I think I don't know much about it. Right. Have you considered like turning your physical painting into an NFT? Oh, I would be great. I would be like, I've considered it. Like if I have to learn it myself, eventually I'll have to do that. But, yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to like, uh, rush it yeah. or not. I see that that thing's booming and it's pretty cool to just like, uh, be on the sidelines recognizing that sure and so like i do kind of have a little desire to see it i think it could translate pretty well um but n like i'm not gonna try too too hard to make it happen and i might actually use learn try to do it myself here in the future because I, like, I like to fuck around on the computer and whatnot mess yeah. around on it and just have that like if it's a, that's a creative outlet that's not painting but it could go to inform your painting. Right. You know? Right. I know some people are um, basically just minting their physical paintings and, and putting them up for sale That's so that you would get, you know, you'd get the digital token, but also like the original physical painting as well. Um, and yeah, I, that I, seems cool. Like maybe that should kind of be like norm in the future. Yeah. 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 That's kind of how I see it playing out. Like I I'm with you. Like I'm not in a huge rush to like, like try and mint all my stuff on the blockchain. But, uh, I think that the, the possibilities of it are pretty cool. Like, yeah, it's so cool. And it could translate to every, a lot of other stuff probably besides art. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people are building, entire worlds on the back of, of some of these technologies. And, um, like, uh, you know, Mike Dempsey, my friend, he, he bought, um, he bought an Alex Ubatuba like warlock piece. I love Alex. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, and, but like he, yeah, he, he bought the, uh, the digital version. So like when 
his avatar is in the virtual world, he's walking around with like a perfectly like digitally rendered version of that around his neck. That's you know? tight. And yeah, I think he bought it at the F Denver thing that, that Annie put on. And so it's like, I don't know. I think it's a cool, um, it's a cool technology that, uh, love, love to see it. It's, it's definitely inspiring and it's awesome to witness it's, to watch it start to happen. Yeah. And it seems like, um, like it's, it's, it seems to be like a key, maybe, maybe building block isn't the right word. I'm still really new to all of it, but like it, it seems like it's going to be involved in this like ready player one world that seems to be emerging. Um, do you ever think yeah, like, about like predictive programming in, in books and stuff? Like, you know how we, we all now say like, Oh, it was a glitch in the matrix or whatever. And like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, not necessarily predictive like, programming. Meaning like, books? meaning like books and movies. Um, and, um, and who knows which is the cause and which is the effect, but like, uh, like, someone will write a book like ready player one. And then let's say some possible future of humanity is actually that. And I don't know whether, you know, no one knows whether it was caused by the person who wrote ready player one by Ernest Klein. Um, oh. or if like somehow he was like tapped into some sort of like future seeing, and oh was, no 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 he yeah. probably he he might have been con- interconnected to getting some sort of information that's non-disclosable to general public you know yeah. might have some friends but also like no it no seems that's pretty predictable right that's the point right like it is He's, like he wasn't an agenda no that there's not an agenda no 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 oh, it's okay, not a okay, conspiracy sorry. thing yeah sorry. yeah no it's okay i wasn't explaining it well um it's like the reason that that would happen in the future is because he wrote it now. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. You know yeah. I mean? So that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like people might more see it now as like a possibility and it might become more possible. Like they might bring it in line because it, it like was an idea now, like a collective, like imagining of the future maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But I wonder if technology is maybe doing its own thing for its like in that, digital part is like being able to peer into this digital landscape for however it's like understandable to us humans right and relatable to us and so now like but like it seems like with the construction of i don't know what about ai though because like yeah and so like maybe i personally feel like even with like star trek in the past like certain things might come true from these ideas like obviously the vr worlds and virtual worlds i think enough sci-fi artists have written about it for a long enough time to know that like that seems inevitable yeah and it's getting cheaper and faster and better and then but i personally am trying to stay optimistic and look for a possibility of a world where it's like still in integrated with the natural world as well and technology goes back to trying to like harmonize and not just be there as an escape and a uh, like a withdrawal from because i think Mm -hmm. people perceive virtual worlds and virtual spaces as that when it doesn't necessarily have to be it entirely totally that's kind of what the sec like what ready player two does grapple with that 
towards the end of the book being mm -hmm. like, well, there's so much problems here on the earth. Why are you billionaires spending all of your money to try to put, find these things in this, like, uh, in these worlds? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> when we got to fix all this, there's whole, there's like a whole thing out here that needs help. And so like, I personally am feel like the future happens like in a way where we could per maybe see it going, but it's going to happen in unexpected ways. And it's not going to necessarily look like the way we right, right. like imagine it, you know? Right. It never is, you know, even when you never make plans is. to go to the grocery store, you're like, so that's why I don't want to buy into all the doom porn either. Dude. Right. Like all totally. the doom shit. Totally. It's like we all love that trash it sometimes we're just down and like <laughs> so yeah. like i don't want to buy into that version of the future either right 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 well that's one of the um one of the arguments against nfts is that they use so much uh energy to oh, do I'm the starting. okay to do the transactions and like, like gas fees or whatever yeah yeah and it, it costs all these like you know total costs are like in the terawatts of, of energy. And so since we're all using CO2 or carbon, carbon fuels, like that's throwing the world into like further. Is the energy that change. it's using, um, is it's like, it's like electric energy or, or it's something? a le Yeah. It's, it's but like it's computer, computer processing. So, um, but since most of the world is still on, uh, fossil fuels, like, you know, that's where the electric comes from. And so that's, Oh, oh okay. See, I don't even know how that even works. That's like the, de that's like the, the other grid. side of the sword, you know, where it's like, Oh, all this cool shit. But then it's like, yeah, well, nothing, nothing comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that kind of like leads back to what you're saying about uh, that, like integrating with the natural world. I think we just have to, I don't know. And that's an old world too. Yeah. We, right? I, yeah, I don't know. We just have to like incentivize mm -hmm. these businesses to, to think about the environment basically. And that's true. And I wonder, I wonder what I wonder. <laughs> yeah, it seems, it seems I wonder. And like I just, and now that's where you could see, I'm just a guy, like a little, like a stoner that paints because like at times I feel helpless and harm or like, when it comes to these things. Yeah. And I say we meaning like humanity in general, but more specifically like, uh, you know, people with power. <laughs> yeah. I, <it's laughs> so cool not we really, it's more like they, but you know, the bigger we is, is humanity and, and we've had, you know, when you get our shit together, but, uh, yeah, we do. I, I, but also we need some leaders like that would maybe get their shit together too. And exactly. Like, why are we always, we, we do need to get our shit together, but like also they are, they are like control. There's some shit going on where we like are, is out of our control, you know, and exactly. probably all the hate and stuff I think is like, definitely like can be bred into people, man. And like, yeah, we're, it just sucks. Like, I don't think we just, I don't know. I don't think we dislike each other. I think I we're think, taught to. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that it like. And they deprive us, and then you have to fight for something from your your boy mm. or your your friends or your neighbor. Right. You know, and I think it is like it, it like we do need to make better decisions, but so do the one percent. Oh, absolutely, you know? man. Yeah, that's that's why I was trying to like 
differentiate the larger we of humanity from like the people who actually can make a difference on that level. Um, but I also wonder if AI is in some way already like a conscious entity oh, yeah. here on the planet. And if it has plans to sort of integrate with the, the biosphere or the, the newosphere or whatever. I don't know. Um, oh, would that, would that be, well, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It maybe could like go to like, it could maybe start to do like healing for earth or like generating it like healing. I don't know how, like I could, but I would imagine like that. I think AI could potentially, as people talk about like Elon's like, ah, oh, we better be scared. Well, with that said, we, it's like that fire, you know, playing with fire. We also could be, we're going to probably be able to, it could help us. I think for sure it, our work, we use a limited capacity of knowledge, you know, yeah. even if we get a whole room full of the smartest people on the planet, we're still limited, but the yeah. AI, and I think there is a, I, per, I don't know for real, but personally feel like there already is these AI systems in place that are becoming smarter and self-learning already. And like, yeah, I think there it's, it's something to be scared of, but it's also something to be inspired by and hopeful towards as well. Like technology could become a savior maybe if it's used right. But like, I don't know. I really don't know. You look at the pyramids, you or you look at other stuff. Like maybe we did fuck the earth up. I don't know, man. I wish some somebody knows. I personally believe, and I'm not getting no answers, and I'm not right. finding it on the internet. <laughs> right. Obviously. Right. Yeah. But I feel like there's a cloud of the past. Like that's for us humans. It might be easier to understand, but mm -hmm. there's some history buffs out there that could probably school me. Yeah. Do you know, like, do you listen or her have read? Graham Hancock stuff. Yeah. How, I like him. How he thinks he like a comet hit like 12, 13,000 years ago and wiped out a civilization. Yeah. What, like, what does he call that? The, after we just came out of that, like the last ice age or whatever, he's because like his, what is it? Is called? it the Holocene? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a goofball, but I do kind of like subscribe to the fact that like a lot of those, I, his school thought. Yeah. Like, He's not claiming they were super advanced, but they're definitely more advanced than we give them credit. Sure. You know, or then uh, historic thought gives it credit, you yeah. know, and I think that there's some answers there that we somebody's got written, like maybe yeah. some, didn't the Catholic Church burn some stuff or am I just into conspiracies? <laughs> is there, no, is definitely there uh, like the Library of Alexandria was burned. Um I think some there was there was some stuff that was burned in uh, what was then called Constantinople, which is now Istanbul in Turkey. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've we've you know we've lost uh, a lot of a lot of definite written written down yeah. stuff for sure. Even like yeah, like philosophy and knowledge or what. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Well, damn, we just went on a nice little tangent there, man. Thanks for taking the ride. Of course, dude. I've, it was great to talk to you. Yeah. Um, so I got like just a few more questions for you, if you yeah, down. for sure. Um, so I've noticed, man, that like you don't have any prints really of like mm -hmm. most of most of your solo work. You don't have prints of. 
Um, this I'm might be to, trying to fix that up a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, how have you built uh, a collector base? Like, do you have any advice for, for younger uh, artists trying to do that? Okay. Yeah. I think too, a reason probably now I'm starting to realize the, the reason why I would want to make a painting into a print. But at one point in time, I was just trying to make paintings and like, I may like, I needed more paintings. I didn't necessarily want to like make a print of this painting and have that one be like the one painting that I make a print of. And mm -hmm. oftentimes I don't even know like where if it's, if it's allowed or cause like at certain points in times, I feel like that collector owns that painting. Like I don't want to miss, but just go sell prints or stuff. So like a lot of times I don't know what's allowed or not, mm -hmm. but I would recommend to just like try to make art art that is like not, if you want to make like just crazy paintings that take up all of your time and all of that, it's going to be, I think it's harder to place those. But if you want to explore painting and you think that you're going to maybe like sell your painting or whatnot, mm -hmm. uh, I would think it would be, more cool i just like to buy like i would like to buy an original for 200 over over like a print for like four or something yeah myself but i do understand why somebody wa wants a specific image and not closing them off to that that possibility i don't re really have open editions or in but not closed off to that either probably just had a bad camera or something Sure, and sure. not and just really wanted to move on to like having my next painting be fucking like awesome and then when i finish that painting i don't want to be trying to sell sell like my uh print or something but i would like to have some available for people but i really don't even get like asked that much for prints because i think i've made my business model when it comes to art around like trying to have it be approachable and affordable and like yeah yeah get that when that comes down to it, I can't, I can't like, I don't usually spend 200 hours on a painting or something. I'll, I might like top out at 80, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe 120, but I'm not going into the point to like, I'm about to make a print right now, I think. And then that one might be pretty cool, but nice. If you be like, I don't know, man, there, if, I think it just, I want to have more paintings too. Like in the future, I want to have more paintings and like that. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've been pretty, well, not pretty. You've been very prolific. Like, I think you're one of the most prolific artists that I know personally. Like I see you post a new painting every week or sometimes less. Um, maybe every yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think with the way that you do it, it's like, it's perfect. Like the, the way that you're like running your business, you know? Thanks. I think maybe just do some smaller works. Like I got these smaller pieces over here. Yeah. Like you could sell this. You could, this isn't a done painting, but this is like trying to, <laughs> this, That's you dope. can make it into a, something that's like not, you don't, it, you got to be down to earth and like get the, get the painting to somebody who's really going to, enjoy it more and you know Fuck totally that. if you got to pay your bill you got to do it but really it's coming down to like sharing like an energy or a vibe or like and at that point like if you gotta i just think it would be cool like your last painting that black and white one 
Yeah. So sick. Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah. And it's sometimes hard. It's like, well, how do you make another one of those? And so that right. thing probably should be a, that should probably be a print, you know, mm. maybe my, maybe certain artists work is better, better has like better print printed value or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I am bad dude with that stuff. Bad, very bad. Yeah. I think when you do spend like hundreds of hours on a painting, you almost it have to make a print because you might not necessarily have that buyer who's ready to spend, you know, $4,000 on a painting or whatever, right. depending on how big it is. So yeah, I think it's, it's kind of, and you don't, you want to be open to get if that, if anybody wants to, you gotta be, cause like I can see how like, no, I don't do prints could come off the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but you want to be open that. So it's like, I don't know it's the fine balance and still learning with it, but I would recommend just maybe doing some smaller studies, studies. It's yeah. been one of my thing a lot. And then you like that, then you start to come on to something naturally. You might find something and then start up a whole new spur for your next series or whatever. For sure. I yeah. always like to do works in series and then you have a couple pieces to sell, but you're like building up a series together. Mm -hmm. And then you have a couple pieces at that point, or, or and then you're gonna have a couple prints at that point too. That maybe you only edition for a year or, or for half a year or whatever, right? Or only or twenty of them or however you do it. Totally. Or however you feel. I think you should probably just. We should all stay down to earth and be like, I just want to feel like if someone comes to me and they're like, Yo, I want a, one of your paintings. I'm be like, Well, uh, you can have my heart. I'm gonna give you as much as. I just want to paint you a painting. Like I don't, yeah, yeah. you're going to pay that for a print, but maybe I can give you this. If you want it to be bigger, I understand. I might not be able to make that happen, but I will all oftentimes just be like, maybe I can paint you something, you know? Yeah. And then you have an original and I know it's not as big, but you, I just have bought originals and I bought prints and I fucking love how I feel when I buy originals. Yeah. And I don't have enough of them obviously, but that's where I'm, want to get that's my new goal in life is just to try to be able to build up enough so i can start supporting like my, my the people that support me there's so many artists there's like a lot of young artists out there that i want to start supporting like yeah you know it's a heart and that's how i think it helps me keep a grind too because like i want to be able to help my friends and build up a like start supporting them and their their art too yeah you know support me yeah, for sure. Buy an, buy an original. I would probably try to buy an original at that point. Even yeah. if they had a cool print, I'd be like, man, let me just, let me get, what can we do for an OG? Because it feels good. Have totally. you ever bought an original? Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple. Uh, they're from friends, but like, you know, I bought. Uh, I don't want to hate on the prints. I feel like I'm no, no, you're not hating. I, I get it though. Like, it, I see both sides because like you want to make the big paintings that are crazy intensive in hours and, and work affordable. You want to make that image like affordable for, for people. But at and the same time, yeah, there is that feeling you get when you have an original one of one piece of artwork that like, it just can't be beat. Um, right. Well, sweet man. And uh, maybe you have an original and a print. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, but, yeah. So like last couple questions here. Um, what do you think your superpower is? Oh, uh, 
I don't know, man. Mm. Uh, I do think I'm pretty good at like that. You know, remember talking about like that thinking mind. Yeah. I do think I'm learning really good to keep to like not let that get in the way these days. I don't know. And then like, or maybe recognizing that like it's possible your, your thoughts are your reality. You can create your reality with your thoughts. So you got to start thinking good things and making your future thinking of, you got to think about your future. Mm -hmm. No, it can't just be out there happening to you. You got to think about it. And that's a power. You can make that future happen or come close in line. I think that's a power for sure. And I think I'm not, I'm only 30, bro, but we'll see. Like, we'll see. That's, that's just like the power is like uses the power of the mind, like in positivity, man, you got to Like, even in those down times, like you got to be able to like climb yourself out of a rut. You got to not, you got to be powerful and optimistic and hopeful and loving. Yes. Maybe, maybe that, Maybe that's my power. And then, yeah. And then the other one, yeah. You got to be willing to like make mistakes. You got to be willing to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a power, dude. Like you got to make some mistakes, you know, and not don't get down on yourself if you made a mistake. Right. You know, don't hurt people. But if you're making, if you made a mistake, learn from it and don't be down on yourself. That's how you can get to where you want to go. You know, that's a power. I think. Yeah. You I, don't see your mistakes as mistakes. They, you learn from them. They yeah. bring you up. Yeah. Just learning opportunities. Learning opportunities. You don't stay down from learning opportunities. We got to learn to experience these things as, as, in as positive and optimistic light as we can. Uh, it sucks that a lot of the times like pain is the, uh, catalyst for change, but, and, mm-hmm. and like better change, but it, it, and that's an optimistic way to look at painful things. Maybe like it's could become a catalyst for you and myself and everybody to make changes. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and if we spent our time being down, we can't do that. So we got to, we got to think about these, what we can do better and make those changes, man. Not Absolutely. Be down. That's how, that's the power, dude. That is a power. Yeah, for sure. And then I can fly at night too. (laughs) In the the moonlight. In the moonlight, yeah. I was about to say. Last night, dude, I was flying. You're soaring. Baby. Yeah. Nice. Well, sweet, man. I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up. That was, that was very nice way to end it there. And, uh, it's been fun, dude. And I appreciate you having me on here, bro. Yeah, man. Finally, finally, I feel like it's been a long time coming and, uh, definitely. Thanks for coming on brother. Uh, it's my pleasure. I I love talking to you, bro. I love talking to Andrew. Yeah. Likewise. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, dude. Hopefully we can travel again and make some art together. Yeah, let's do that. Sweet, man. Well, peace, everybody. Thanks for listening. This week is artsy as fuck. We got some really cool treats coming up from around the globe. Bitches. Bitches. Worldwide.